Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Dave Campbell for Reed Wilkins tonight. He'll be back tomorrow. He'll be joined by Kelly Rudy. Analyst for the NHL on Rogers Wednesday. Luke Gastic stops by. He is uh, on the NHL on Sportsnet, doing a great job as an analyst, podcaster. Of course, he used to uh, play here in Edmonton as a forward for the Oilers. Only one game tonight in the National Hockey League because of the bye week and all-star break. So you're going to see a lot of one game, two games, three games, that sort of thing on the on the schedule. Going to be pretty light next couple of weeks because like the Oilers, there's a bunch of teams taking the bye week before the all-star break and then the next batch will, whoever's left playing this week, will have their week off next week. But Nashville Predators and the Ottawa Senators are tied at three. Uh, they're late in the third period of play. As I mentioned, only game in the NHL. Oil Kings in action tomorrow. Uh, they're coming off a 5-4 win uh, last night over the Brandon uh, Wheat, Kings, Wheat Kings. And they're in Lethbridge tomorrow to play the Hurricanes. They're back home on Friday, 7 o'clock at Rogers Place, to take on the Calgary Hitman. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs, and believe it, <laughs> you gotta fight for your right to party. Believe it, baby, we're going to Las Vegas, Nevada, to go get us another one. And on that note, we bring in Blake Dermott, our in-game analyst on 6:30. Chad here for Edmonton Elks broadcast, former two-time Grey Cup champion for the Double E. Blake, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine. How you doing? Uh, well, I'm doing pretty time. good. So could Travis Kelsey, uh, do you think, uh, rival uh, Giz for the amount of energy said person has? <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, watching him, uh, and, and I have to preface this by saying that I am not a Chiefs fan, um, never have been a Chiefs fan, but uh, it is pretty hard to, uh, to, to not... Uh, respect the, the, the kind of effort and the uh, enthusiasm and the way those guys play uh, yeah he, he basically put on a clinic yesterday Travis Kelsey just was had a phenomenal game and uh, and of course uh, with Mahomes uh, getting the ball to him like he did I, I think that fantastic catch you know catch play and catch that they had where where uh, Mahomes uh, threw the ball after a little bit of a scramble and Kelsey made the unbelievable catch. You know, it's, it's tough to it's tough to come up against those guys in the playoffs and and uh, and you know not give them the the nod as uh, being the favorites. Uh, uh, you know, and I I feel the same thing going into the uh, Super Bowl, but. Uh, Big part of me hopes that they don't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of I have this love hate thing for the Chiefs. So I, I can respect them, but there's some things about them that drive me crazy. Now I understand how because you and I are Patriots fans, and in the height of the Patriots, you know, glory years, how why people hated our team that we cheered for. But you know, the Patriots or the uh, Chiefs have this uncanny ability to kind of be, you know, good in the regular season, but they know how to turn it on in the postseason. 
And this is with Patrick Mahomes not necessarily being surrounded by the most talented receiving core outside of Travis Kelsey. He just finds a way to get it done. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I, th- I think that, uh, and you can say the same thing about this is not the best Chiefs team that they've had in the, you know, four times in the last five years been the Super Bowl. This is not the best team. I think their offensive line has issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I, as you mentioned, the receivers are certainly not uh, what I would say red letter group uh, uh, going into the, the Super Bowl, but but they do have a, a quarterback uh, uh, and they have a, a head coach that uh, I have a lot of time for. I think Andy Reid is a, is an excellent head coach and uh, has done uh, a big, uh, big, um, exceptional job this season getting this team to where they're at. So, seventeen ten, the Chiefs win uh, over the Baltimore Ravens, who were favored, and they just did not play a very disciplined game. They had a lot of mistakes. Lamar Jackson was was not good at uh, for most of the game. Uh, Zay Flowers had his issues. They took too many penalties. But, you know, back to – I want to put it back to, to Mahomes and to Lamar Jackson. What's the bigger story? Uh, how Mahomes won the game or how Lamar Jackson, you know, didn't step up to the occasion again? Well, again, as you mentioned, you know, I think he's only had one instance in the four meetings that these guys have had where he's had the success. And uh, – and I don't know if the moment gets too big for him, or you know, or team around him kind of uh, disappoints him. You know, when when you you watch the games that we saw this weekend, we saw some unbelievable plays. You know, the 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 play where uh, where was the last time you saw a quarterback throw a ball to himself for a first time? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and and Lamar can can um, uh, you know can run the ball can, and that's a big thing that the that the. Um, you know, Baltimore does is run the ball, and they just seem to get away from that. They didn't seem to have the success uh, running the ball uh, like they've they've had in the past, and and it, it was a little disappointing there. And again, uh, a guy, I want to preface this again by saying that I'm not a Ravens fan either. I had a chance to watch the Ravens this year live uh, in in Phoenix, and and was not I never have been a big Ravens fan. Um, so to me, you know, I, I was I was really. Uh, uh, I watched the whole game, but I, I was really wishing that it would have been at San Francisco playing the Chiefs, or it was a, a, um, a Detroit Lions, because those are the two teams that I, I, I'm disappointed that one of them has to end because they had such big seasons this year, and uh, and and they're a, a little bit more likable. But uh, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to see the the Chiefs lose to the San Francisco 49ers. But uh, back to Lamar Jackson, I I think that Lamar Jackson is uh, um, is somebody that has struggling with that big game, the pressure, you know, the pressure that he has to have playing a game at home like they were yesterday and uh, all the expectations. And, you know, you look at the record that he's had and let's face it, uh, Patrick Mahomes is no slouch for any other side of the field. He's, he's, he's the, you know, what I, I would say, you, you said, is he the GOAT? I think there's only one GOAT right now until yeah. he wins six Super Bowls. But, uh, but I think this is certainly a guy that uh, might have the uh, opportunity to get there. And, you know, the, the way that I think the game was called against. I mean, the, the Ravens' defense this is probably the best defense we have seen in a ten-year span. They're good. Yeah. They are very good. Yeah. They, they a week earlier, they made C.J. Stroud just eat his lunch, and and that's yeah. a good offense and that's a good quarterback. But Mahomes again, I go back and like you said, this is this is probably the worst team he has had as a quarterback and, and who's around him. But he always finds a way to make you know make the average receiver look good. 
And, you know, because I, I get some people talking to me about, well, why would you pay receivers all that money when the quarterback's the one that has to put the ball where it's supposed to be and you receive, you just got to get to the spot, right? And I'm like, well, yeah. I, I kind of get it, but there are some really dynamic receivers that deserve to get paid. But look at last year. Juju Smith-Schuster is on his way down, and he comes up big in the Super Bowl. You know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, all he does is drop footballs during the regular season, had the biggest catch of the postseason. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just, again, he's kind of like, you got that love-hate thing, but you got to respect the guy. I mean, he finds a way to get it done. Well, you know, and, and in today's game right now, I don't believe that there's a better quarterback. If you have to play, if you choose to play zone defense against Patrick Mahomes, he's going to just destroy you. And and part of that, you know, that was brought up in the broadcast yesterday. Part of that was because you know, you look at the receivers. Uh, they got the, the the Kelsey. I mean, the ball went to him. I, what was it? Did he catch twelve catches last? He was at one point eleven. Uh, 11 targets, 11 receptions. Yeah. I don't know what he ended. I can't remember what he ended up at. But, but uh, he, they, they just say he, he just knows where to go when it's a zone. He knows where to find that spot. And Kelsey just uh, and uh, Mahomes just sort of relies on that. So when you've got that kind of magic between those guys, it's pretty difficult for for teams defensively to play against him because, first of all, Andy Reid's going to make sure they're prepared. And, and secondly, they're going to prepare themselves. So, and and you don't get to four Super Bowls in five years unless you're, you know, really good at that. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, eleven catches, one hundred and sixteen yards, and a touchdown. And the yeah. next best receiver was Rasheed Rice, eight catches, forty six yards. So, yeah, um, yeah Kelsey uh, coming as advertised for sure. Uh, Blake Dermott joining us, our in-game analyst for Edmonton Elks broadcast here on six thirty. Chad talking about uh, two great championship games. We talked about the AFC, NFC. Wow, I mean, the Lions could do no wrong in the first half and then couldn't do anything right in the second half. They blow a a 24-7 lead. They lose 34-31. Okay, let's just get right to it. Uh, Dan Campbell, we know, uh, inspirational head coach. I I like him uh, for the Lions. And he comes with this moxie and this aggressiveness and, you know, I'm going to go for it. I trusted my team. And I'm sure as a player that's great, you know, because, oh, my, my coach believes in us. That's great. What did you think of the two fourth down calls yesterday when he had a chance to maybe tie the game? And there's no guarantees that Badgley kicks both of them and knocks them both in. But um, it's an interesting. It was an interesting conversation on social media yesterday because some people were like, "Well, that's just him. Like, what do you expect?" And then some were like, "Well, you got to manage the moment. Just because you're an aggressive coach doesn't mean your aggressiveness fits the moment." What, what did you think of it? Well, you know, he's that, that's he's got where he where he is. Uh, Dan Campbell. First of all, I want to say that um, that I would love to have played for Dan Campbell. Okay, I think that the the Lions have something going with this guy, and uh, they believe in him, and they trust him, and he's aggressive, and and team uh, players love that. And, but he that's that's his mo. He's going to go for fourth downs. Yeah, so you're, everything that you said is absolutely correct. If you do this, maybe they got a chance. Of it, you know, they, maybe they, maybe it's a different story. But that's that's you know what got him to where he's at, and uh, I don't think that he he um, I don't know if he's ever going to change that uh, because he he believes so strongly in his team and he believes so strongly in the uh, in the metrics behind it. I mean, the decisions that he ba- that he, the basis uh, or sort of the math and the situations that he bases decisions on are are pretty tough to argue against. You know, the the percentages are pretty high. You're going to be successful. 
And uh, but you know when you're not successful in a in a, in a playoff game, they are glaringly uh, they stick up at you they're like a, <laughs> a big swollen toe. You know it's uh, and uh, from you know from that standpoint, I, I uh, you know I feel bad for the guy because I I really like him and I really think that uh, that uh, uh, he's got a, a really good team. And I mean look what how Jared uh, Goff played this season. You know where he came from. You know uh, and uh, at, at one point there was people talking about him as being you know washed up and is certainly one of the you know big busts in the last number of years but uh, I thought he played really well in that first half I thought he played really well all season to get him to where they were uh, and uh, I, this isn't going to be last and I think people are going to hear of Detroit but but you know uh, I, it, it's difficult to go against a guy and his beliefs and what's made him successful over the years uh, it's just that it's too bad because ultimately those beliefs are possibly cost him the game. Yeah, no question. So you like the Niners. You say the Niners are going to win, hey? Well, you know what I, I, I like is that, um, you know, and this is based on 2022 salary, obviously, but you got uh, you got Brock Purdy, um, who, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, um, <laughs> yeah. should win the MVP trophy this year, making $870,000 this year. That's all he's making this year with, with bonuses and stuff. And based on the 2022 salary, so I don't have an up-to-date one, December 2022, Patrick Mahomes was making almost $140,000 every game. <laughs> so, and and so this you know in four games he's already made more money and I would love to see Brock Purdy. Uh, first of all, he's going to get his payday. It doesn't matter what happens. Oh, yeah. he, he is, it, this is last year of his contract. He's going to get paid like a like a real quarterback in, in that league. But but I would love to see. You know, it's one of those things. He's the, he's the biggest underdog you got and. Uh, you know, there was there didn't seem to be any change in expression. He, he reminded me of Ricky Ray. You know, out there in the field, he's down by you know 17 points after the first half, and he, and then you look at him after the game, and he had the exact same expression on his face, where he, he just I think set a record or one of the the greatest comebacks in in that that game. Uh, he he was phenomenal, but he just seemed you know calm and collected, like okay, this is what I do. This is what I do now. And uh, and I love that about him. And the other thing I think too is that San Francisco has got a fantastic team around him again. They've got they've got the, the weapons. They've got some uh, an unbelievable linebacking core and defensive line you know, with Bosa out there getting two sacks yesterday. And and they're really uh, you know. And then he's got uh, uh, their fullback. Uh, what is it? Use check? Is that? A, I can't remember. How to pronounce yeah, use, it. Carl use check. Yeah. Yeah. Use check. Eight time Pro Bowler. You know. And, and Christian McCaffrey. This guy is uh, could possibly be the best football player in the NFL, and uh, so they've got some weapons. They've got all of these tools around them, and and Purdy just doesn't have to, you know, doesn't have to uh, make a mistake. He just needs to be the one that directs this thing. But some of the plays he made yesterday, and and, and especially with his legs, you know, in the second half, um, phenomenal. And I and I, you know, I really like I, I like that team, and I've liked that team from the beginning of the year. I, I said after I think game two. Was, I said to my son that this this team could be in the Super Bowl, and uh, and uh, here they are. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch because because again, how, you know, you, you saw in one game you saw a quarterback throwing to himself, and then you see a wide receiver make probably the best catch in the whole game, catching it off the face of a defender. Yeah, uh, you, uh, you yeah. Know, yeah, like just it had the, both of these games had a little bit of everything, and they were fun to watch.
Absolutely. Well, we can decompress because that was wild yesterday. Decompress, get ready for Super Bowl 58 in Vegas on February 11th with Taylor Swift there as yeah, well. So, so are you going to take that money that you saved, the $57,000, and buy one ticket for the game? Uh, no. <laughs> My wife would have a major problem with that. That's what they're saying. $57,000 for tickets, um, uh, one of the outlets is offering. So, My couch uh, is free, so I'll, I'll stay there. So. <laughs> Thanks, Blake. Good to chat with you again, my man. All right. Thanks a lot, Dave. Appreciate it. <laughs> Blake Dermott, our in-game analyst for Edmonton Elks broadcast here on 630. Chad, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about some cool stories around the junior Oilers. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. 3-3 in overtime, Nashville and Ottawa. Only game tonight on the NHL schedule. Uh, pleased to be joined now on the phone line by the technical director of Hockey Edmonton and program director for the Junior Oilers, Joe Lenius, is on the line. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you doing? Uh, nice to, uh, doing well. Nice to have you on the show. Uh, the Junior Oilers have the chance to do something really really cool coming up and it all starts tomorrow with uh, the team that you coach actually u18 triple a junior oilers white tell us what's going on yeah absolutely thanks for having me today um a pretty pretty cool opportunity for our uh junior oilers white team which is our female u18 triple a team and uh the first team to be able to play uh, uh, a league game on the nhl ice so I know our girls are really excited for that opportunity to um, be able to play a game uh, with uh, with the NHL players where they would typically play. So. Oh, that's great! Uh, and and this isn't like some exhibition game. Like this is a this is a good game coming up because you're playing Red Deer, Sutter Fun Chiefs, and they are you and Red Deer. They're you, you two are one two, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We have our uh, rankings throughout Canada for U18 uh, triple for the for the females and. Uh, uh, Red Deer's having a great season, and they're ranked uh, first. And uh, I think we're having just as good of a season, and we're ranked second in Canada. So uh, we've had some really good battles with them in our league play. We play them in our league play. Um, we've also met them in the finals of the uh, uh, Mandy Schwartz tournament this year and unfortunately lost them in a shootout. But uh, we've split our season series, and it's the sixth time we'll play them uh, tomorrow. So I think for anybody who's coming to watch, not only do they get a cool experience at the NHL rink in Rogers Place, but they get to see to to probably have the best female teams play in Canada, so it should be a good experience for the fans. And you know, it's a big week as well because uh, this is Hockey Alberta's Female Hockey Day. Uh, so this is this is really cool. Uh, there's going to be a pregame ceremony as well. And I got to ask you, when you told your team you're going to be playing at Rogers Place on NHL ice, what was the reaction? <laughs> yeah, I, do, I don't think they believed me at first, but um, to, to be honest with you, like we've had such a awesome year this year and not just from the performance on ice but uh, the Oilers are super supportive of our program and 
Uh, we got to go to the Heritage Classic and uh, just wearing wearing their uniform and their jersey and putting that crest on, on our chest is special. So uh, they were shocked, I think, for sure, but, you know, not super surprised just because of the support we've had from uh, the Oilers and the staff there. And um, But, yeah, they're, they're very excited for this opportunity and definitely uh, value and cherish for what it will be tomorrow for sure. And, you know, an exciting development in, in women's hockey too is the Professional Women's Hockey League. Um, which um, is long overdue, but do you hear a lot of chatter from from your from your team from the players? And I mean, are they talking about I you know like this is a chance perhaps in the future that I can be in this league? But you know, just in general, we can watch the best women's hockey players now play professional hockey. Absolutely, and I, and I think like one thing we've we've truly tried to our team to do is just watch watch more hockey. Um, and I think now having females to watch, it's, it's, they can relate a bit more to the style of play, to the rules, and uh, to some of their idols who are playing out there for sure. So I think first and foremost is just giving them the opportunity to, you know, to entice them to watch hockey a bit more. Uh, but I think the other piece too is that we have some incredibly talented girls in our team, and they'll move on to NCAA or U sports careers. So I, I think for them as well is just to give them that hope that you know, after their four or five year university career that there there may be an opportunity for them to continue to, to play the game that they love. And I think um, you saw so many amazing, you know, female hockey players that had great post-secondary careers and it kind of just ended after that. So I, I think for, you know, not only our team, but, you know, girls in general that are moving on to school and, and after that as well, just, just some hope that they can uh, continue to play the sport that they love and compete against, you know, some of the best players and, you know, all across the world that are participating in that league. So I think for them is just, just the hope to be able to uh, continue their career and, and do what they love in a professional setting. It's is awesome. All right. Very exciting. Let's set it up. Seven o'clock tomorrow, Edmonton junior Oilers white taking on the red deer Sutter fun Chiefs. seven o'clock. Going to be a fun night. Thank you, Joel. Appreciate you coming on the uh, show tonight. And uh, uh, it's going to be a big night tomorrow. So enjoy. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Have a good night. Joel Ennius, the program director for the Junior Oilers, also the technical technical director of Hockey Edmonton. Should also mention as well, uh, next uh, Wednesday, I believe, yes, next Wednesday, uh, Junior Oilers Blue and Orange. They are two co-ed men's teams will be playing against each other uh, February 7th as well. Also at Rogers Place. That is very, very cool. 4-3, the Senators win it in overtime thanks to the 15th goal of the season from one Claude Giroux. Should also congratulate from the Saddle Center here in Edmonton. Selena Sturme will represent Alberta at the Scotties Tournament of Hearts in Calgary later uh, next month. Sturme, come from behind, win over in St. Paul over the defending champion Kayla Skurlick. 6-5. Sturme scored one in the ninth and stole two in the tenth for the win. What a moment for one Selena Sturme. Congratulations. Reed is back in the big chair tomorrow. Kelly Rudy will be the uh, feature guest from the NHL on Rogers for studio producer Kelly. Kevin Kennedy, I'm Dave Campbell. Have a great evening. Good night.